Hello America, this is the Russian Embassy News Weekly Podcast number 160. Vladimir Putin took part the WIDI conference in the final plenary session of the 17th annual meeting of the Valdai Discussion Club. Good afternoon, colleagues, friends. Cyberspace is a fundamental new environment where basically universally recognized rules have never existed. Technology has simply moved ahead of legislation and thus judicial oversight. At the same time, this is a very specific area where the issue of trust is particularly urgent. I think that at this point we must return to our historical experience. What do I mean? Let me recall that we established notion of confidence-building measures existing during the Cold War. It applied to relations between the USSR and the US, and between the Warsaw Pact and NATO, that is, military-political relations. That said, let me emphasize that now competition is usually hybrid in character. It concerns all areas, including those that are just taking shape. This is why it is necessary to build confidence in many areas. In this sense, cyberspace can serve as a venue for testing these measures, like one-time arms control paved the way for high trust in the world as a whole. Obviously, it's very difficult to draft a required package of measures in this area, cyberspace. However, it is necessary to start it on. This must be done now. As you may be aware, Russia is actively promoting bilateral and multilateral cybersecurity agreements. We submitted two draft conventions on this subject at the UN and established a corresponding open-ended working group. Recently, I proposed starting a comprehensive discussion of international cybersecurity issues with the United States. We're aware that politicians in the United States have other things to focus on now because of the election campaign. However, we hope that next administration, whatever it may be, will respond to our invitation to start a discussion of this subject, just like other items of the Russia-US agenda, such as global security, the future of the Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty, and a number of other issues. As you are aware, many important matters have reached the point that they require candid talks, and we are ready for constructive discussion on an equal footing. Of course, the times when all important international matters were discussed and resolved by essentially just Moscow and Washington are long ago, lost to ages. However, we see the establishment of bilateral dialogue, in this case on cybersecurity, and an important step toward a much broader discussion involving many other countries and organizations. Should the United States choose not to take part in this work, which would be regrettable, we will still be willing to work with all interesting partners, which I hope will not be lacking. I would like to point out another impact we live in the area of probable international shocks and crises. Of course, we're used to them, especially the generations which lived on the Cold War, let alone World War II, for whom it's not just a memory, but a part of their lives. It's interesting that humanity has reached a very high level of technological and socio-economic development, while at the same time facing the loss or erosion of moral values and reference points. 
a sense that existence no longer has meaning, and, if you will, that the mission of humankind on planet Earth has been lost. This crisis cannot be settled through diplomatic negotiations or even a large international conference. It calls for revising our priorities and rethinking our goals. And everyone must begin at home, every individual, community and state, and only then work toward a global configuration. The COVID-19 pandemic, which we have all been dealing with this year, can serve as a point of departure for such a transformation. We'll have to reassess our priorities anyway, trust me. We really will have to do it sooner or later. All of us are aware of this. Therefore, I fully agree with those who say that we better to start this process now. Message on the opening of a moral complex in Zestyanaya Gorka in Novgorod region. Vladimir Putin addressed participants in the opening ceremony of the memorial complex in the village of Zestyanaya Gorka and to Novgorod region residents. The message reads in part, The opening of this complex commemorating the peaceful civilians killed by the Nazis in the Novgorod region is an event of huge significance for our society and the country as a whole. We will never forget how much suffering and pain the war brought or the irredeemable price the Soviet people paid for the freedom and independence of the fatherland. We will never forget that it was our people's courage, unprecedented strong will, endurance and tenacity that ensured peace on the planet. This memory is sacred both to generations of victors and to those who were born after the war. The village of Jestyanaya Gorka is one of numerous Nazi extermination sites in the Novgorod region. Thousands of Russians, Roma and Jews were brutally murdered there for no reason other than their existence. The Nazi butchers didn't spare children, old people and pregnant women. These crimes have no state of limitations and will never be forgotten by our people. Uh, it is common duty to stand up against any attempts to justify the killers, to present the aggressors, members of death, wards and collaborators and is, as innocent hostages to the situation and to replace facts with hypocritical lies. We must continue to act consistently to restore historical justice. This is the reason why we treasure the years-long selfless work of the Russian search groups, historians representatives of the Defense Ministry and the Investigative Committee, as well as those who contributed to the creation of this memorial complex, who participated in the preparation of the open trial of Nazi war criminals in the town of Batetsky, who contributed to, to the Without the State of Limitations project, and who helped establish the names of soldiers, officers and peaceful civilians killed by extermination squads in the Nazi-occupied territory. will always defend the great victory and its heroes, those who made it possible, and will never stop fighting for historical truth on behalf of those who rooted Nazism. Greetings to participants and guests of events marking the 150th birth anniversary of Nobel Prize-winning author Ivan Bunin. Vladimir Putin sent greetings to the participants and guests of events held on the occasion of 150th birth anniversary of Ivan Bunin. 
the message reads in part, This anniversary included in the list of UNESCO events is celebrated not only in our country but also far beyond its borders because the name of the great Russian writer, poet, translator and Nobel Prize winner rightfully takes its place in the history of both Russian and world culture. Ivan Bunin's work are filled with deep reflections on true values, on the difficult life choices everyone is faced with, on Russia's future and the trials that befell our people at the turn of the 20th century. I'm sure that events honoring the 150th anniversary of this outstanding writer will help to preserve the wealth of his creative and philosophical legacy, which unites many generations of readers and has a truly universal moral values. And of course, the fulfilling program of anniversary events will help to promote cultural and educational projects aim at strengthening the ties with our compatriots abroad and with everyone who loves Russia. Vladimir Putin sent a message of greetings to participants of the gala evening marking the 75th anniversary of the UN. I would like to extend my greetings on the occasion of this celebration to the leadership and staff of the UN bodies, representative offices accredited in Russia, as well as to the UN Information Center in Moscow and the UN Association of Russia. The United Nations organization was established to strengthen peace and security worldwide, to facilitate a political and diplomatic settlement of crisis, to ensure sustainable socio-economic development and to protect human rights. Russia, as a co-founder of the UN, has been actively supporting its activities, consistently advocating the strengthening of its central coordinating role in global affairs and the importance of strict compliance with the norms and the principles of the UN Charter. We proceed from the assumption that there is no, nor bad, there having there ever been any alternative to the UN as a global platform for any for an equal multilateral dialogue and partner-like collaboration in dealing with a host of various problems facing humanity. The theme of the 75th anniversary celebration is shaping our future together. It's indeed true that we will only be effective if we stand up together against the global challenges of the 21st century in order to ensure the peaceful and prosperous development of the humankind. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's message of greetings to participants in the 20th BRICS Academic Forum, uh, 22nd October 2020. Colleagues, friends, I'm delighted to welcome the participants of the 12th BRICS Academic Forum. This mechanism of regular consultations of our country's academics was launched in December 2008, when the first meetings of the BRICS countries experts was held in Moscow at Russia's initiative. The establishment of the BRICS Think Tank Council in accordance with the Daily Declaration in 2012 has normalized interaction among national coordinators on this track. It's highly satisfying that over the past years the academic forum has become a respected platform for the exchange of opinions among the leading academic centers of the five BRICS countries. You have done a great deal. You have strengthened ties between your experts, business, academic and student communities, proposed solutions to numerous social, environmental, information and educational problems and held a number of meaningful events. This year the forum will focus on the current aspects 
linked with the future functioning of multilateral development institutions. Such discussions are more important now than ever before. The COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted the cross-border nature of the majority of challenges in the current globalized world and has shown that they can only be dealt with jointly on the basis uh, of universally recognized international law and the central guiding rule of the UN. Regrettably, not all countries share this commonplace truth. We can see that a number of US-led Western countries are unwilling to develop mutually respectful dialogue with other members of the international community. Quite to the contrary, they deem their utmost uh, to restrain the development of new global centers and to punish those who pursue independent foreign policies. As an alternative to international law, they uh, are advocating a West-centric concept of a rule-based world order. These rules, uh, as we're well aware, are being coordinated behind the scenes by a small group of countries and then forced on the rest of the world. We are alarmed by increasingly protectionist policies and growing trade differences, which sometimes take the form of false-scale trade wars. The wide use of illegal unilateral sanctions, which have long become an instrument of unfair competitions, offers little room for optimism as well. Taken together, this is increasing the uh, confrontation potential and as eroding mutual trust still further. These destructive trends must be countered with a broad interstate dialogue and a constructive and universally acceptable global and regional agenda. Cooperation with the framework of BRICS, including at the level of expert community, is a positive example showing that fruitful joint work by the international community as well within our reach. Uh, in this year, the 75th anniversary of the UN, it is especially important for the five BRICS countries to speak up as one uh, in support of the UN-centric architecture and for the development of a fairer and more democratic multipolar world order based on the principles of the UN Charter and the cultural and civilizational diversity of the world. Russia assumed the rotating BRICS chairmanship on the 1st of January 2020. In this address at the Brasilia summit in November 2019, President Vladimir Putin outlined the key priority of Russia's chairmanship as well as of the strategic BRICS partnership to help improve the living standards and the quality of life of our nations. The academic community, including the representative forum, should contribute to achieving this and other ambitious goals. We expect your discussions to produce new assessments and proposals, which will be taken into account during the preparation of BRICS Summit schedule for November. In conclusion, I would like to thank you once again for your active contribution to the BRICS movement and to wish you every success and all the best. Foreign Ministry Statement on New START Treaty Extension We have received no official response from the United States to our note dated October 16, which contains the proposal put forward by President Vladimir Putin to extend the New START Treaty for one year. We have noticed that only some comments made by the US officials on social media platforms given contradictory reaction to the actual situation we want to clarify. Russia offers to extend the New START Treaty for one year and meanwhile is ready to jointly with the US undertake a political commitment to freeze for above-mentioned period the number of nuclear warheads that each side possesses. 
This position of ours may be implemented only and exclusively on the premise that freezing of warheads will not be accompanied by any additional demands on the part of the United States. Will this approach be acceptable for Washington? Uh, then the time gained by the extension of New START treaty could be used to conduct comprehensive bilateral negotiations on the future nuclear and missile arms control that must address all factors affecting strategic stability. We expect to receive an official response to our note dated October 16th. Dear ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your attention and please subscribe to our channel to follow our news.